What's your chiropractic schedule look like in four weeks? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Marissa Matea, who is our chief operating officer at Cats Consultants. Marissa, hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Awesome. You know, awesome. th- this whole idea, and, and this is this is your brain speaking here. It is. <laughs> it, it truly is. It's questionable. But yes, <laughs> no, it, it truly is. is. It's, it's brilliant, in my opinion. What does the schedule look like in four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks? I'm going to go further. What's it look like in 12 weeks? What's Looking it like at it. Year? Yeah, look at it in a year. Look, looking at it that far out, can you survive on the revenue that would be created from those patients coming in? Or would your practice just die on the vine if that's what you actually schedule, what you actually see in four weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks? Yeah, it's an amazing thought process for for a lot of offices to go through. Um, I hear often that, oh, we advance multiple schedule. Oh, we do this. We've got plenty of patients on, you know. But when you really dig into it, they don't have any patients on past two or four weeks and and past that, there's no way then to predict or trend what the practice is going to do if we're looking forward. Um, okay, I got to tell you, my my palms are sweating just thinking yeah, about looking I, looking forward, and the and the and the and the schedule being empty. Yeah, so we have a we have a tendency to only look backwards um, in time, and a lot of times it's in that 30 day cycle that we tend to fall into. Right. So if we're looking backwards and we're looking over a year and we can say, okay, well, our average for the last year was 500 patient visits. Um, If we look forward, then I think it's important to look forward to see what are we trending? You know, is that 125 patient visits a week that should be on? Is it, you know, where are you in the mix? Um, We've done this with several offices that I think it's been an enlightening opportunity for them to look at their practice just a little differently and to see how well that they really do advance multiple schedule because you should be able to look out and be able to predict what's going to happen on the schedule. Yes. It's called forecasting and businesses. And I'm not talking about chiropractic businesses only. I'm talking about any business is constantly looking forward to project what their future revenues might be. That that's how you know where you're at. And while they're not booked revenue yet, looking forward and being able to see that either provides you with great comfort, we're doing well, or oh my gosh, we need to put our foot down on the on the gas pedal yeah. and really zoom up some marketing, some patient communication, look at retention, you know, all those things. So it really gives you some great really quick insight as to where your practice is at. It also puts you in a a mode of doing things ahead of time versus behind the time. So we're not looking at practice of, oh, we didn't hit our goal. Now what do we do? Or our patient numbers are down. What do we do? It's really looking forward and saying, we may not hit our mark next week. What are we doing to make sure that we are going to meet that mark? What are we going to change before we get there? And so I think that's that's also a mindset shift a little bit because you know if you're 
always used to looking behind and you're always following up with, um, I'm in panic mode. I'm in, you know, doing things post what has happened versus pre reactionary. Yes. Reactionary versus proactive. Um, so if you're in that mode of looking ahead and knowing what's going to happen, you know, in practice, I can say I was always looking ahead and I had it down to, I knew on average, how many call-ins we had a week, what that meant for our schedule, what that meant for um, who was going to be on and uh, on above what was already scheduled. Mm. You know, you could predict pretty close. I was usually probably within 10 patient visits, typically of being able to predict what our weeks were going to look like. And okay. so I, I want you to hold that thought for just a second, because I want to pick that apart a yeah. lot. But we need yeah. to squeeze in a word from our from, yeah, from our sponsor here real quick. Okay. Hang on, everybody. We're talking about what does your, your chiropractic schedule look like four weeks out or further? We're going to talk more about that when we come back. Here's a quick message from our sponsor, Cats Chiropractic Business Advisors. We'll be right back. Is your team dropping the ball? Do you have your go-to person who always has the ball? Is your team trained and ready for what daily practice throws at them? Can you depend on your team to catch the training on their own? Let us help you hit it out of the park. We We want want to be be your coach. coach. All right, everybody, welcome back to the KC Chiropulse podcast. We're talking about what does your chiropractic schedule look like four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks out? And and I can hear it already. I've already had a couple of text messages actually <laughs> from, from doctors about this, not from this podcast, but just because we've been talking about this a lot with our members. What, what do I do if I look out and there's nobody on? So I want to pick apart the process that we always utilized that allowed you to number one, pinpoint within about 10 patient visits where we were going to wind up in a week or two or or even further out and what we did, what were the strategies that we used and had in place, the tactics we had in place to make sure that we kept those numbers where we needed them. Yeah. So I think it comes down to, well, there's a lot of different factors, obviously, that go into this. So one, it's I'll say right off the bat, you have to have a good reactivation program that's in place that you're doing consistently. I hear from some docs that they'll do it one month and then they skip three or four months and then they do it again. That needs to be consistent. So the reason it's consistent, and this is a different podcast probably, but this is a marketing tactic. You have to stay in front of people. It's plain and simple. Constantly. Constantly, they have to know you're there. They have to remember why they came to see you, those kind of things. So uh, if you're putting out the right messages, um, you know, that helps. So having a good reactivation program is really important. Um, Number two, I think, is probably just knowing what's happening. So if I'm looking ahead as a front desk person and I see that next Tuesday and the Tuesday after are both really light compared to my other days of the week, it's important to take that information back to the doctor, back to any providers in your office and let them know, hey, if you have a patient that needs to come in next week, let's direct them to coming in on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Then we evenly fill out that schedule so that when we have call-ins, when we have um, people that call that are new patients that maybe need to get in, if we have an even schedule, 
throughout the week and we're able to manage that a little bit better, it makes additional visits on that schedule a lot easier. So we don't have a day that we're seeing 150 and then every other day we're seeing 100. You know, it it balances you out to make it very consistent, very easy to manage. Um, so I think those kind of things help. So communication is basically what I just said. <laughs> right, right. Well, part of that communication was you were always great about telling me and the rest of our team at the beginning of every day, you would say, okay, looking out, maybe it, let's just say it's Monday morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Looking out into the week, Wednesday afternoon, there's a few holes here and there. And then Thursday, we've got 15 slots open. Let's fill them up. And now next, then you would hit next week real quick. And you would say, Monday's full. Let's push people over to Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday morning. And we'll look at Thursday next week. But you already knew the numbers. Yeah. And oh, so- yeah. I already knew the numbers. And those numbers were ingrained every day so that I knew where, where we needed people, to hit, where we, what numbers we needed to hit for our totals, what we were looking like for call ins or for patients that were going to be new patients that would fill in schedule time coming up. Um, and, and that's another big factor of this is doctors listening to your patients and hearing what they're telling you and utilizing that information to make sure we're giving them proper care. And so what I mean by that is treatment plans are very good. They're communicated to your staff so they can take them and place them on the schedule as needed. Um, you're looking for potentially new conditions that patients are telling you that they have um, that may warrant uh, some Okay, so, so hold on there. The, the, here's a classic example. Classic yeah. example. We have a tendency as doctors to want to be educating patients all the time. We need to flip that around. We need to be empathetic, which means we're listening all the time. Patients will tell you, they'll give you the cues. It's little things like, oh, doc, I was at the lake last weekend and I, I must have spent 30 hours on the jet ski. I am so stiff and sore. Oh, great. Lay down on the table. You're here for your two-week adjustment. And then they get off the table and you say, all right, I'll see you again in two weeks. Eh, classic mistake. Right. How about, hey, you know, you were pretty tight today. And I'm not saying do this if they're not, but but what if they are? Are, are you really paying attention? Because they probably are tight. Mm-hmm. Listen to that information because it may say, you know what? I know you're on again in two weeks or a month or whatever. And, but here's what I want to do. I want to follow up in two days and just make sure this is holding because you're way tighter than what you normally are on your wellness interval. So did I just get another patient visit? Yes. Did I pass the litmus test? And if you listen to the podcast, you know, the litmus test, is it good for the patient? Is it good for the clinic? If so, if it's yes to both, then do it. So is that good for the patient to say, hey, let's follow up in a couple of days, make sure, because they may be sore after the adjustment going, wow, what happened to my feel good maintenance adjustment? I don't know if I'm going to go back. <clears throat> or they don't tell you for two weeks and in two weeks they come in and they're worse. Yeah. And and now, now you've got just a big setback and you've got to go through you know, a a whole treatment plan again. How about just adding an extra patient visit in? That's good for, that's good for the clinic and it's good for the patient. So do it. It, Here's another classic example. Sorry, I'm running away with this. (laughs) (laughs) Patient comes in and said, oh, doc, you know, I spent the, or I, this, this weekend, doc, I'm going to be cutting down some trees. Okay. Is that rough and tumble work? Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. Perfect. Mr. Patient. I want to see you today. 
And then let's follow up on Monday after the weekend and make sure the trees didn't get the best of you. Or here's another one. Uh, grandmother comes in and she says, oh, I've got all five grandkids this weekend coming up. Oh my gosh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to see you today. And then by gosh, we're going to see you again on Monday or Tuesday and make sure those five grandkids didn't break you down into little pieces. Absolutely. That That's it, good for everybody. It is. And staff has to be involved in this process as Absolutely. well. Because a lot of times your patients are telling them these things. And so they have to be cued into knowing when to listen to those things so that they know when to convey that information to you because it may be good for the patient. It may be good for the practice type thing. So paying attention to those things, relaying information to the docs is super important. Um, So the other component of that is going to be your new patients that are coming in. So depending on where you're at in practice and how many new patients you need, you should know that based on um, what the trends in your practice are and where you're at uh, with patient visits and those kind of things and wellness visits. Again, I'm going to say that again, where you're at with your wellness, wellness visits. visits. <laughs> your wellness visits are your repeat patients, and they're the ones that basically build the base for practice. So we have to have those repeat patients, just like any business, to really succeed. So that's my two cents on that, right? Right. But so your new patients are also a big factor in your four weeks out and your eight weeks out, because if you are not scheduling those visits out, you're doing a disservice to the practice because we can't trend. We can't look ahead. So I will, I will tell you staff that it is not hard. There are easy processes. Um, if you have the right verbiage for doing this procedure, and I highly recommend that if you're not a client and you need to be, give us a call, Um, but we can help with those kind of things and make sure that those basics are really set in your practice to help you. So if you have all those components that we've talked about, your communication, your new patient, your listening for other opportunities, um, all of those things combined make what we can really look ahead for. And that's that nice practice that's already got uh, patient visits scheduled and we're not panicked when we look out and see not very many people on. That's right. That's right. And that's exactly what we do at CATS Consultants. We teach you and help you implement simple little tactics and strategies that make a huge difference in your practice and create long-term success more than you ever dreamed of. So Make sure you check us out at catsconsultants.com. And, you know, when you're there, check out all the different things that we do, our different membership levels. We make memberships so completely simple, stupid simple sometimes, I think. Yes. Um, And there's so many different ways to to get the information in your hands and then implement it into your practice. So check all those things out. Check out our our free downloads. We've got some great ones out there. Um, And make sure that you're plugging into the KC Chiropods podcast each and every week. Marissa, anything else to add? No, I don't think so. You know, get your staff involved. Um, I can't stress that enough to make sure that they are helping you and they are your partner in your practice to help you grow. That's so important um, to make sure you have the right people in place so that you can uh, hit those goals. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, doctors, for listening to the Casey Chiropulse podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. We'll see you next time. Yeah.